1: Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Appreciate your time and attention today. Appreciate you making the program a part of your day, however you do it. You can also access the podcast. For those of you who uh, have said that it's not as convenient for you now, 11 to 1, as it formerly was, 5 to 7, uh, the podcast is the perfect answer to that. Go to 9890answer.com. Click on the Listen tab, the Podcast tab, and you can play it via your Bluetooth in the car at any time. Uh, You can use our apps to take us with you wherever you go, iHeartTuneInRadio.com. The Answer has its own app. Search 989FM, The Answer, in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Going on on Capitol Hill right now, General Mark Milley, uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, and other generals are being questioned by the Senate Armed Services Committee. Democrats and Republicans on the Afghan pullout. What have we learned? What are the headlines out of this so far? Well, I know, this is a shocker, right? It's not really a headline. It has to be news to be a headline, Bruce. So when you tell me Joe Biden was lying about his generals all being in unison, that the withdrawal from Afghanistan was a great idea and that they should abandon Bagram Air Force Base and the nuances of the humiliating withdrawal that needlessly murdered 13 American servicemen, that that was all a... Big kumbaya moment between the top generals and Joe Biden. That's a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. Uh, Mark Milley says he recommended 2,500 troops stay in Afghanistan. Uh, That's the number of troops we had in Afghanistan for a long time. The minimal investment, far less than we have in, I don't know, Germany, South Korea, lots of places around the globe. See, when America goes in and liberates a country, we don't just leave because we know when we leave. It'll go back to the way it was before, and we stay. But when we stay, we don't do what other nations do, every other nation does. We don't stay and annex that nation, conquer that nation, and make that nation part of our nation. We go in, we liberate, and then we allow that nation to be its own free nation. So every time you hear people talk about uh, America being imperialist and America uh, being a terrible place, an awful place, just contrast it with what happens when hmm, Russia takes over a country or China takes over a country. The way we do it is to empower the local people and protect the local people. We are not crazy about going into foreign countries and fighting war after war after war after war. So we do stick around. And we do keep a presence there just to keep the peace, just to make sure things don't get out of hand like they did before. It's not a terrible way to do it. It is a humanitarian way to do it. But Joe Biden, of course, he just... Wanted that victory lap because he's so tone deaf, so incredibly stupid. I'll say it, stupid. Anybody who thought, what would be a great way to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attacks on 9-11? Oh, I know. Let's run out of Afghanistan and turn it back over to the Taliban. How perfect. That's what Joe Biden thought. Yeah, let's withdraw on September 11th. He had to be talked out of that. So I guess they gave him, you know, a bowl of huitina and assuaged his anger over us being there still 20 years later, keeping the peace. So he moved it up to August the 31st. And he said all his generals told him, oh, great idea, Mr. President. Well, we know that's a lie from Mark Milley's testimony today. Uh, Tom Cotton got to the bottom of that. Tom Cotton also asked Mark Milley, so if you recommended 2,500 troops stay and Joe Biden went against your recommendation and in the chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan, 13 soldiers under your command died, why haven't you resigned? That was kind of a, hmm, where's your honor there, General Milley? Milley said he did not resign because doing so is a political act. That he would have been perceived to have resigned in protest at his job as chairman of the Joint Chiefs is to provide advice. And that he didn't want to make the statement that that would have made. Not ready to retire, basically. Millie calls the U.S. evacuation from Afghanistan a strategic failure hmm, sticks in my mind somebody else called it an extraordinary success. Oh, right, the crazy old man who escapes from the nursing home every now and then. How do you square Joe Biden calling it an extraordinary success and Mark Milley calling it a strategic failure? Well, leave it to a couple of leftists to say that they are one and the same thing. Millie said, it was a logistical success, but a strategic failure. And I think those two are different. This guy who commands the late Max Soviak and 12 other young American men and women service personnel can look upon an evacuation that resulted in their death. And he is such a a political bootlick that he can spit on their memory by calling the procedures that led to them dying a logistical success. Wow, that is an empty soul. That is a really, really empty soul. Man, I can't imagine being the parent of one of those service personnel and hearing the person who commanded them the person whose orders they followed termed anything that led to their death and let's make not let's make no mistake the orders that they were given to try to police an a completely untenable situation at that Kabul airport with the Taliban in charge of the exterior of that airport who got in who got out and allowed that suicide bomber in. Mark Milley has the temerity in order to curry favor with Joe Biden and the Biden administration and stay political power. Call that a logistical success. That's a hair you can't split, dude. That is a hair you can't split. Those brave men and women executed your orders, admittedly given to you by the president that you disagreed with, but that is definitely, 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 A step-off moment. And the fact that he won't do it, and the fact that he is massaging what happened, trying to make it sound like anything other than what it was, which was an abject, humiliating failure, an impeachable offense in my view, uh, that's reprehensible. Those are the people, those are the people at the top of our military. How much longer can we stay a superpower with people like that running the branches of the military that are our last line of defense? I don't feel very good about that. My guess is you don't feel very good about it either. The search for Brian Laundry. the young man who is, I assume, the last to see Gabby Petito alive, uh, continues in Florida. And we're getting to the absurd portion of the Brian Laundry search. Uh, Aaron, are you aware of the latest in the search for Brian Laundry, who has a lead on his whereabouts? I am. Uh, Dwayne Chapman has a lead on Brian Laundrie. Uh, Otherwise you, known you, as... Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. That's right. Okay, so uh, (laughs) if Dog the Bounty Hunter finds Brian Laundrie before the FBI, I didn't think the FBI's reputation could get any worse than it has gotten in the aftermath of the uh, James Comey Russia collusion hoax. This might be the end of the FBI if Dog the Bounty Hunter stops by and Two, three days later, finds Brian Laundrie. Yeah.
2: No, I think his his resume, I think he's found multiple people over the decades that the FBI hasn't been able to find.
1: I'm looking at uh, Dwayne Chapman's Wikipedia bio here, which I know is always fraught with peril. I was trying to find out, how did he become well-known? It says he came to international renown as a bounty hunter for his successful capture of Max Factor heir Andrew Luster in mexico in 2003 that earned him his uh, a&e show dog the bounty hunter uh so he is 68 years old how tall do you think dog the bounty hunter is you always seem to me to be a rather imposing figure yeah, now uh, yeah
2: i'm going to say he's uh, 59
1: five, 57 five, 57 five, you would tower over dog the bounty hunter yeah Maybe but that's... not over that giant golden mullet. <laughs> Uh, maybe the gold chains weigh him down too. He's. Uh, but did you hear the? So he went to the yes, parents' house. Yes.
2: And then he got a lead on a campsite. He did. Found the campsite. Yes. And turned it over to the authorities. So they may have found where he was hiding at one point.
1: Yeah. So they've been looking in this swamp for Brian Laundry, which, you know, Brian Laundry. He doesn't look to me like a nature boy, Brian Laundry. He doesn't look to me like a tough guy who can survive out in the Florida Everglades. <laughs> With uh, wrestling alligators. But, you know, maybe he has hidden talents that I'm not aware of. Besides the fact that he's a coward who probably killed Gabby Petito. Uh, but I saw a sheriff yesterday asked about, what are, you know, what are the chances Brian Laundry could be living out here in these swampy Everglades? He said, zero, zero chance. He said the mosquitoes would carry you away the first night. So, uh, at any rate, Dog the Bounty Hunter found out that the laundry family rented two uh, areas of a campsite at Fort DeSoto on, in early September. Uh, here's a quote from Dwayne Chapman, Dog the Bounty Hunter. They registered. They went through the gate. They're on camera. They were here. Allegedly, what we're hearing is three people came in on the 6th And two people left on the 8th. There were no cops, but there's a photo right here of Brian Laundrie's mom and dad in their red truck. Leaving with no Brian Laundrie in said truck. So, okay, so here's my question. This case is captivating America as well it should, despite the racist objections of Joy Reid. Do Brian Laundrie's parents end up getting arrested when he gets arrested? Well, he is definitely getting arrested. He's not a person of interest. He's a suspect. I, they may, they may get charged. They're getting charged. It seems like they've at least hid something. Put yourself in this situation. This son of yours drives off into the Western United States in a van they've converted with uh for, for 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 doing a YouTube vlog, right? He and Gabby were gonna do this YouTube vlog updating yeah. people on their traps I mean, out west. Yes, yeah.
2: she's a social influencer. She's you a could social say. influencer.
1: She's a she's a young girl. I don't I've never watched any of her videos. It's heartbreaking now for me to see that video of her when she was clearly, clearly battered by him, abused by him, blaming herself for being too fastidious. Bothering him while he was driving. That was man. That that made my blood boil. I can't believe those cops let her let her go back with him there. But anyway, uh, so the son comes home, and she's not with the son. And what they she lived with them by the way. This wasn't like she came from another location. I know she's from New York, and they had her funeral in New York the other day. But she's from. She lived with them. So they ask, like, no questions about this? Come on. no, There's no way I believe that. You believe they had no idea where – where's Gabby, Brian? Oh, we broke up. She stayed out west. Is that some phony baloney excuse he gave his parents? Are they buying that? (sighs) The only thing I could maybe think
2: that that he could be saying is um, she left on her own. I think she died. They're going to blame me. I was the only one there with her. I did not kill her, but they're going to say I did, and I need to leave. And maybe if they're not that intelligent, they went with it. I don't know. You'd think you'd say either way. You're going to have to face up to it eventually. You're not going to hide for the rest of your life. But
1: maybe they don't. I can't think fathom that, that they would be okay with him saying she's probably dead. Because if if one of if anybody said that to me, like I don't have any sons, but if I had. An acquaintance say, Yeah, you know, I I don't know where she is. She's out west. She's probably dead. I'd be like, She's probably dead. What do you mean she's probably dead? Why would you assume a 21 year old girl is dead? I would assume she hooked up with some other guy, right? Or she's on her own or she got a job or whatever. Right. Like, if he said, Yeah, she's probably dead, they're going to blame me. I'm like, Yeah, she is dead and you did it. (laughs) Because that's, that's, look, I mean, can I libel Brian Laundry on the air? I don't think so. He's a public figure. Aren't we all going to be shocked if he had nothing to do with this? Yeah, hundred I mean, percent. Now you didn't. Could, it, I did guess they ever could, say what she died of? I don't think I, so. I googled yet. it yesterday. Like if she's strangled or something like that. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. Just, but I, I don't know.
2: I guess you could. There's a small percentage that you could have just gone crazy. Something could have happened, and maybe somebody else killed her. He saw someone else kill her, and then
1: he went crazy. I mean, I don't know, but
2: that's a he's very gonna very up, small percentage. He's
1: going to come up with the lamest, nonsensical justification for how this happened that could uh, could possibly be. And here's the thing: look, uh, I'm a moralist. Uh, I'm a very conservative guy. I have three daughters. This uh, hits home with me. But bad decisions lead to bad results. And very often, it's not one big, in the moment, egregiously bad decision. It's a series of little tiny steps. And you end up somewhere and you go, How did I wind up here? These are two young kids who obviously loved each other at one point in time or had a strong physical attraction to each other. And so they decide, hey, wouldn't it be fun to go out west? And Now, they're not married, so they have no commitment to each other. So I I will say, parents, where are you on this? Like, I get it. Not everybody has my faith. Not everybody has my morals. But this is a bad decision. To entrust your daughter to someone... What kind of observation are you making about this young man that you would entrust him with your daughter? We know they fought. We know they had a physical altercation. You never saw any benefit of that. I'm not trying to blame this. It's not the parent's fault that he, it appears, did this. But I'm saying, as a parent, it is not your job to be your kid's friend. It is your job to be your kid's guardian and protector. These are things, obviously, that Gabby Petito's parents will regret for the rest of time. Uh, Brian Laundrie's parents had better regret for the rest of time. But this is such a sad story, and it would be a sadder story if no one learned from the mistakes that led to the circumstances that we're tracking now in the news every day.